A slew of changes have come through with the Buffalo Bills coaching staff, so we're going to break them all down for you today on Locked on Bills. You are Locked on Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. want to thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome and shout-out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, I appreciate y'all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, folks, the Buffalo Bills and its coaching staff has had some attrition. There's been some coaches hired away. There's been some coaches that have mutually agreed to part ways. And there's some changes. And I want to break those down for you here today. The team announced a bunch of this on Thursday afternoon. And I'm wondering if there's more to come as it relates to this Bills coaching staff, but there's just a lot to reflect upon. So let's do that today on this podcast. I want to start with the defensive side of the football because there's just so much turnover on that side. And then we'll get to the offensive side where Josh Allen's got a new quarterbacks coach. And so we're going to break it all down for you here today on Locked on Bills. Let's do start on defense where, as we know, the team has hired Bobby Babich to be the new defensive coordinator. I've already broken that down. We did an entire episode on Bobby Babbage, so I don't want to really get into that piece of this, but his staff underneath him is looking a lot different than the one that Sean McDermott had last season when he was the team's defensive coordinator. Now, the one thing that I will say about Bobby Babbage that's important for us to establish is that he did have outside interest from other teams, uh, three different teams, requested to interview him for their defensive coordinator vacancy, the Giants, the Packers, and the Dolphins. And I think that's important for us to establish because the hiring of Bobby Babich or the promotion of Bobby Babich has led to a bit of a ripple effect with the rest of the defensive staff. And of course, we already know that the defensive line coach and a former assistant head coach for the Buffalo Bills, Eric Washington, left to go to Chicago to be their defensive coordinator. But the big piece of information that came out on Thursday evening was John Butler. And John Butler, who has been the Bills secondaries coach since 2018, the last few years, the secondaries coach, as well as the defensive passing game coordinator, it was announced on Thursday uh, through various different Bills beat reporters came out and said that John Butler and the Bills mutually agreed to part ways. That's pretty significant. John Butler has been on this staff with Sean McDermott for the last six seasons. Uh, John Butler and Sean McDermott, they were high school teammates at uh, LaSalle High School in, in Pennsylvania. There's a lot of history there. And you can't help but speculate that Bobby Babich getting the defensive coordinator job over John Butler when John Butler is 10 years older and was higher on the totem pole, when you think about him being the defensive passing game coordinator and secondaries coach, um, 
him him not getting that DC job over Bobby Babich probably contributed to this. And I'm sure that I'm sure that John Butler assessed the situation in Buffalo and realized that he's probably maxed out. I'm sure he aspires to be a defensive coordinator coordinator in the NFL, and he didn't get that chance in Buffalo. And so I'm sure he thinks detaching himself is probably the best move for him and his career. And so when you look at the last two seasons, the two last two off seasons, you've had some big time defensive coaches in terms of experience leave and a couple of them by choice, whether that's Leslie Frazier, of course, last year, now John Butler, and then of course, Eric Washington uh, got the defensive coordinator job with the Bears. And so I think, look, Eric Washington, he got the job he wanted, right? He's a defensive coordinator in the NFL, but for Frazier and Butler, I'm guessing they wanted more opportunity that didn't appear to be them, you know, didn't appear to be there for them if they were to stay in Buffalo. And so now, you know, Leslie Frazier is the assistant head coach for the Seattle Seahawks. Let's see what happens with John Butler. Someone's going to get a really good DBs coach. And, you know, I don't know if he's going to be a defensive coordinator. It's a little interesting to me that the Giants had a vacancy and uh, at defensive coordinator. And of course, Brian Dayball knows John Butler, and we didn't even hear anything about an interview there. So not sure what the path is going to be for John Butler, but we know he did an excellent job with this Bills secondary uh, for the last several, several seasons. And so with the departures comes arrivals, and there are some really young coaches that are going to have some opportunities in some big roles for this defensive coaching staff. So let's break all that down now. But we will start with Al Holcomb who is now the Bills' linebackers coach. And with some of the departures that we just talked about and John Butler and Eric Washington, it's nice to have him around uh, and have him staying around as a, a a very experienced coach in the NFL and an experienced coach with Sean McDermott. Uh, Of course, Holcomb was a senior defensive assistant last year. Now he's the linebackers coach taking over for Bobby Babich. Holcomb is 53 years old. and Long-term coach in the NFL from 1995 from to, to, to until 2008, he was actually a college coach, a linebackers coach, defensive line coach, and a defensive coordinator in college. But then in 2009, got his first opportunity to coach in the NFL with the New York Giants as a defensive quality control coach, and he's been coaching in the league since then. He was a defensive assistant for the Giants from 2009 to 2012. Then. Uh, Al Holcomb was with the Panthers, uh, the linebackers coach there from 2013 through 2017, of course, with Sean McDermott. And when you think about the linebackers during that stretch of time for the Carolina Panthers, Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis, I'm sure those were some fun players for Al Holcomb to coach. Then he went to the Cardinals in 2018 to be their defensive coordinator, uh, following Steve Wilkes, who was the head coach there for like one season. Then he was the Browns linebackers coach in 2019. Back to Carolina as the defensive run game coordinator from 2020 through 2022. And then he came to the Bills in 2023 as that senior defensive assistant uh, and now the linebackers coach coach for the Buffalo Bills. And so looking at Al Holcomb's biggest influences in his coaching career, Perry Fuel from his time with the Giants, Sean McDermott, of course, and Steve Wilkes, who he spent uh, a fair amount of time with as well. Let's move on to the next coach here, Marcus West, now your Buffalo Bills defensive line coach. He takes over for Eric Washington. Marcus West is 40 years old. He played college football at Memphis, and then he had a chance in the NFL with the Colts in 2006. 
Then he spent 2007 in the NFL Europe, and then he very quickly became a coach in 2008 where he was the defensive line coach at Wartburg in 2008. Then he goes to Chattanooga. He's their defensive line from defensive line coach from 2009 to 2015. Then he goes to Austin P where he's the assistant head coach, co-defensive coordinator and defensive line coach from 2016 through 2017. Then his first NFL opportunity came in 2018 with the Minnesota Vikings. He was actually their defensive line pass rush specialist coach and They were very good at rushing the passer uh, in 2018 with the Minnesota Vikings, number two in the NFL in sacks with 50 of those, but also the highest sack rate, a 9% sack rate in 2018. That was number one in the NFL, so that's encouraging. Then he goes to University of North Carolina at Charlotte from 2019 through 2021, where he's the assistant head coach, co-defensive coordinator, and defensive line coach. Then he spent the last two seasons with the Bills as the assistant defensive line coach. Now he's the defensive line coach. From what I know about Marcus West is that he is super well regarded, and I'm pretty excited for him to have this opportunity. You know, Sean McDermott obviously spent the last two seasons around him. He's been in the building as the assistant defensive line coach, and so they've had the opportunity to get to know him and see what he's like and obviously felt like he was the right guy with the capacity to do the job. And Marcus West has a big task ahead of him here in his first season with the Buffalo Bills defensive line as the primary coach, uh, because I'm anticipating a lot of turnover as it relates to this defensive line. Um, You know, we've already talked about this a lot, but in terms of guys under contract for the defensive line right now, it's Ed Oliver, Greg Rousseau, Von Miller, Kingsley, Jonathan, that's it. So you're probably going to have a fair amount of new players added to this mix and probably some younger guys. Uh, And so a big job for Marcus West here, uh, to kind of put this group together with a lot of new faces and potentially a lot of young players. Uh, the biggest influences for Marcus West in his coaching journey have been Mike Zimmer, George Edwards, and Sean McDermott. The Bills also have a new cornerbacks coach, of course, uh, with John Butler leaving. Uh, Jamil Adai is your new cornerbacks coach. He's 39 years old. Played his college football at West Virginia. Was a four-year starter, two-time team captain, and a two-year uh, all-conference, first-team all-conference selection. He played one season in the NFL, but he was actually forced to retire due to a heart condition. Very, very quickly got into the coaching ranks. And from 2007 through 2022, he was a, a defensive assistant in the college ranks, uh, primarily as a defensive backs coach at West Virginia, Michigan, Arizona, Minnesota, Georgia, Miami. And he was actually the running backs coach at Cincinnati for a couple of seasons, so a pretty versatile resume of coaching. But his most recent experiences came in 2021 as Georgia's defensive backs coach, where they won the national championship, and then the last two seasons as the secondary coach uh, at Miami. Miami. Um, And I know a lot of people immediately saw this hire and thought about some of the players that were under a die at Georgia and Miami that are are pretty big prospects this year for the draft, whether that's Javon Bullard at Georgia or Cam Kitchens at Miami. And both of those players, I think, are expected to be early round picks, maybe, you know, like late first round, maybe day two, somewhere in that range. And so you you have to think the Bills are going to have some great intel on those players. Now, personally, I'm anti-early pick at safety, especially in the first round. I recognize the need that the Bills have at safety. I just don't feel like a first-round pick is the type of investment necessary. 
to get your answer at safety. Uh, so I'll push back on that. But um, a young coach that's very well regarded. I think that uh, there's some people out there that feel like you know he's he's got a big time future ahead of him, and so it's nice for him to get that first NFL opportunity with the Buffalo Bills under Sean McDermott. The biggest influences for uh, Jamila Die in his coaching career have been Rich Rodriguez, Kirby Smart, and Mario Cristobal. One more defensive coach was hired, Christian Taylor, a defensive quality control coach. I'm not exactly sure of his age. I couldn't find it, but he did play quarterback at William & Mary starting in 2002. So if you think he was like 18 years old in 2002, he's probably somewhere in his early 40s right now. A long-term college coach from 2008 to 2023, he coached in the college ranks, uh, and that started at William and Mary, where he played college football. Was their tight ends and quarterbacks coach uh, before spending time as an offensive assistant at San Diego State and Michigan. He eventually came back to William and Mary and has been their offensive coordinator since 2018. He was also an offensive coordinator at Illinois Wesleyan and San Diego, and you have to think that the the Sean McDermott ties to William and Mary led to uh, him being familiar, 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 excuse me, with Christian Taylor and got him uh, this opportunity on the Bills staff. You know, you know, Sean McDermott's got to have his William and Mary guys, and so Christian Taylor joins Joe Brady uh, and Sean McDermott on the staff as um, guys with backgrounds at William and Mary. What's interesting to me about Christian Taylor is that all of his coaching experience has come on the offensive side of the football. A lot of years as a college offensive coordinator it's probably intentional that he's getting this opportunity uh to coach on the defensive side of the football as a quality control coach in, in the nfl now i've gotten some questions uh, because our subtext subscribers i've already shared a lot of thoughts on these hires uh when they were first announced so if you want to get my first reaction to all major bills news check out the locked on bills subtext community uh, there's a link to join in today's show notes and i send out Updates, I send out thoughts on the bills. You get access to our Discord channel. Lots of cool stuff there, one-on-one text messaging uh, with me. So check that out. Again, a link in today's show notes to join the Lockdown Bill subtext community. But when you think about this opportunity for Christian Taylor as a defensive quality control coach, I got some questions uh, from our subtext subscribers about, well, what does a quality control coach do? Uh, And I think that's a a good question. Um, Quality control coaches, it's usually a stepping stone for eventual position coaches. But what they do is a lot of administrative work. They will uh, chart plays. They will um, create film reels for the rest of the coaching staff. You know, they do a lot of administrative work um, that is helpful for them to learn the schemes and tendencies. And then, you know, again, it's it's oftentimes a, a stepping stone for eventual position coaches. So nice to see Christian Taylor getting this opportunity with the Bills and you know, hopefully he flourishes. All right, we're going to talk about the offensive side of things here in just a moment, so be sure to stick with me. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what an, what adventure could be next around the corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class-exclusive Google built-in is always updated as your assistant to call on for just about anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect midsize crossover for your next adventure. 2024 Nissan Armada will change what you expect from a full-size SUV. Picture a rugged 4x4 that can seat up to eight 
in first-class luxury and style. Tow bigger and explore further in the 2024 Armada. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you could still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024 validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of the first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker-dealer. All right, let's talk about the offensive side of the football here. And now, of course, Joe Brady, the permanent offensive coordinator. And the position that we were all kind of curious about was the quarterback's coach. And now we have that answer. And Ronald Curry is your quarterback's coach. A very important hire. Um, obviously, you never quite know about uh, the trajectory for Joe Brady. He's had head coaching interviews uh, already to this point in his NFL career. And you like to think that potentially if he has a great season with Josh Allen, he could have those opportunities in the future. And so we've seen the quarterback's coach now twice in a row you know, succeed the Coordinator. So we went from Brian Dable to Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey was a quarterback's coach. We go from Ken Dorsey to Joe Brady. Joe Brady was a quarterback's coach. And now Joe Brady's the offensive coordinator with Ronald Curry as the quarterback's coach. This is an important one. He's 44 years old, and Ronald Curry was a big-time athlete in high school, was Athlon's number one high school recruit in football and basketball. He winds up going to the University of North Carolina, was a record-setting quarterback at UNC, also played basketball there. And uh, then he played in the NFL from 2002 through 2008 with the Raiders, actually converted from quarterback to wide receiver and had some good seasons for the Raiders as a wide receiver. Then he got into coaching. He was an offensive assistant under Jim Harbaugh in 2014 and 2015 with the 49ers before spending the next eight seasons with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, With the Saints from 2016 and 2017, he was just an offensive assistant. 2018 through 2020, he was the wide receivers coach. 2021 through 2023, he was the quarterback's coach. And the last two seasons, he was the quarterback's coach slash passing game coordinator. And the Saints have recently transitioned away from a lot of their offensive staff. I think they're very intentionally getting away from like Sean Payton. And then Payton's longtime uh, coordinator was Pete Carmichael. They let him go, you know, and they bring in Clint Kubiak. Uh, They're redoing what they're, what they're doing on offense. Right. And, Uh, They actually offered Ronald Curry their wide receivers coach job to stay. Uh, But I think Ronald Curry's heart is with quarterbacks. And uh, his choice was to stay with the Saints and be their wide receivers coach or go be Josh Allen's quarterbacks coach. And I think he made a good choice for himself. Um, 
Ronald Curry did overlap with Joe Brady on that Saints staff when Joe Brady was with the New Orleans Saints. So that's something to be mindful of and certainly signals that Joe Brady, you know, is it has full reign over this offense, which which he should. Um, and the biggest influences for Ronald Curry are Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton. So some nice, some nice guys that he got a chance to be the understudy for uh, in terms of offensive football in the NFL. And, you know, he's got, he's got a really unique opportunity as a, a, a player who was a quarterback and a wide receiver. I think that's really helpful uh, to really understand both sides of that equation. And hopefully that winds up being very beneficial for how he can impact this, this offense and, and the players. So what are the themes here now that we've got a pretty good look at this coaching staff? We, we don't know exactly if there's more coming or not. I think it's at some point I would expect at least an assistant defensive line coach to be hired. You never know if there's any uh, other quality control coaches. You never know if there's guys whose contracts are expired that you know are not going to come back, retire. Like You just don't know. But I feel like we're probably pretty close to having a complete picture as to what this coaching staff looks like in 2024. And so what are my themes right now as we look at the change? Well, first of all, it's the notable turnover on the defensive side of the football. And, you know, I think that some of that's inevitable, right? I I mean, coaches, we just went through all these resumes, right, of all these coaches. They bounce around. They move, right? Coaches get fired all the time. Staffs get fired, and and they get a lot of different opportunities. And you've had a lot of long-term coaches with the Bills you know, that are moving on and, and that's, that happens, right? They had a good run. John Butler had a great run in Buffalo, uh, but there's a lot of turnover on the defensive side of the football. And uh, some of it excites me, right? I, I like the idea of younger guys getting opportunities, especially when you haven't quite gotten the results exactly how you want them, right? Like get some new ideas in the building and, and especially from younger guys that, you know, are really scratching and clawing to, to prove who they are in this league. And I think that, you know, could potentially be a really exciting dynamic for this football team. Um, but yeah, I mean, on one hand, you're certainly mindful of what you lost in Eric Washington and John Butler, but at the same time, there's some really exciting young coaches in Bobby Babich and Jamila Dye and Marcus West that are going to have some big time opportunities to, you know, make their own imprint on this defense and and further their own individual careers. So you got a lot of turnover on defense, which could also coincide with turnover in personnel. Um, We're expecting a lot of transition on the defensive line. We've already talked about that. Could be some transition at safety. You know, you're kind of curious to see how things sort out at cornerback, but the Bills got to get younger and cheaper. And I think some of this transition from a coaching perspective aligns well with what I'm anticipating to be a fair amount of transition with the defensive personnel. You know, one thing, look, look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs, they played the 49ers in the Super Bowl, what, four years ago? They have one starter from that defense still on the team, Chris Jones. That's it. Not not a single other starter uh, remains uh, for this coming Super Bowl. So you can't be afraid of transitions. You can't be afraid of resets. Um, and the Bills have a chance now to do that for themselves on the defensive side of the football. You're also another theme that's obvious is young coaches getting opportunities. Defensive line coach Marcus West, cornerbacks coach Jamila Dye, quarterbacks coach Ronald Curry. Right There's some younger younger. Younger names here, Bobby Babbitt, Joe Brady, right? The Bills have one of the youngest pairs of OCs and DCs in the entire NFL, and I like that. And you think so much about where this staff was when Sean McDermott first put it together and very old coaches like Rick Dennison and Leslie Frazier and Juan Castillo and Terry Ravisky, those types of guys, 
And as McDermott has gained tenure and had success, it's nice to see more and more young guys get opportunities. And there's been some good, some good growth uh, from a lot of coaches in, in, with this happening. And so I think one thing that I've discussed as this Bills team has had success and they've had sustained success, part of the deal is not just replenishing the roster, but it's replenishing your coaching, replenishing your front office, because inevitably there's turnover as we've seen throughout the years. And so it's just about, it's not just about getting, you know, new waves of players. You need new waves of coaches. You need new waves of front office people. And that's part of the deal of, of being a, a top level football team and uh, the inevitable ebbs and flows of the national football league. The other thing that I would mention is that this is very clearly Joe Brady's show on offense. Um, it, which it should be. He's the offensive coordinator under a defensive-minded head coach. But you know, going and getting a guy that he's connected with from his time uh, with the Saints and Ronald Curry, you know, that's that's a pretty good signal that Joe Brady has a lot of influence on this offense. And so I'm excited to see how it evolves under him. And same thing on the defensive side of the football with Bobby Babich. And you know, one thing I talked about last week is some people had asked, well, if Bobby Babich isn't the play caller, uh, how can he impact this defense? Well. We talked about not only does he lead the players, he leads the defensive staff as well. And, you know, now he's now he's able to do it right without Eric Washington there, without uh, John Butler there. Right. Can really just have that free reign to to do his thing on the defensive side of the football. And so hopefully, you know, this fosters a great environment for Bobby Babbage to really take charge and and be the guy. So exciting. A little bit nervous, right? You never use some some lot of unknowns here, but I think it's healthy. I think it's good. I think it's it's necessary for this football team and um, the inevitable parts of having continuity and sustained success, right? This is just part of the deal. And so it uh, looks like the Bills have a pretty good plan to deal with it. Now we'll see how it all comes together. A lot of personnel stuff, but it feels like this coaching staff at least is coming together. So there you have it. Wanted to spend some time talking about all these New coaching staff changes. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I might have some more stuff cooked up for you this week. I got a bunch of these performance reviews to get to, uh, some other ideas. So keep your head on a swivel. This might not be it for this week on the podcast. I'm actually telling you it won't be. So we could have a, you know, we'll definitely have something for you tomorrow. Maybe some stuff over the weekend as well. So keep your head on a swivel. A lot of content coming here for you on Lockdown Bills. So don't miss anything. Make sure that you're subscribed. Would love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Go Bills, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.